Welcome to Zero Down Shots from the Economics Podcast of Miranda House. Today, we will be talking about the sharing economy. How often do you use your bicycle? What about that treadmill you bought last summer? Many commodities that we own lie unused more often than not. We thus find ourselves compelled to ask, what is the true utility we are gaining from these products? More importantly, what about the vast amount of resources and complex production processes that went into creating the product? Can they be said to have been effectively utilized? Sometimes ownership may not be the most optimal or economically efficient means of demand fulfillment. And it is precisely this realization that led to a shift away from consumerism and gave rise to the idea of a sharing economy. Sharing economy is an economic model which entails peer-to-peer acquiring, providing, renting or sharing of goods and services. These transactions are usually facilitated by a community-based online platform such as Uber or Airbnb. Basically, resources can be shared between groups or individuals, usually in exchange for money. For example, through Airbnb, people around the globe are renting their unused spaces to travelers looking for accommodation at cheaper market prices. To put this into perspective, according to a finding, people stay 2.4 times longer in Airbnbs than at hotels on an average. Through this, people are able to monetize their unused resources and travelers can avail affordable accommodation leading to a mutually beneficial arrangement. If you still can't quite wrap your mind around the idea of a sharing economy, think back to the concept of a public library. Books are collectively owned and rented out by readers instead of each person owning their own physical copy of the same. That's pretty much what the sharing economy is about. In the past decade, the sharing economy has been taking off in a big way. Imagine what a world where we don't have sites like Quora or Wikipedia to answer our assignment questions would look like. With technological advancements, huge strides in the connectivity sector, and easy availability of smartphones and the internet, the demands of people are easily matched with supply. What all can be shared, you ask? There is simply no end. You can make money from practically any good or service, right from your unused parking spaces to your talent of fixing IKEA furniture. This ever-expanding sharing economy is changing consumer behavior in important ways. On one hand, the emphasis on sharing culture is certainly a step away from consumerism and the culture of ceaseless ownership of goods. Purchasing an asset if the same is available at the click of a button at far lower price does not scream rational consumer behavior. On the other hand, seeing the returns that assets can provide, consumers may be tempted to buy an asset which they wouldn't otherwise. For example, many people are now purchasing bigger houses in order to rent out spare rooms and make money. The economic fallouts of the sharing culture are a mixed bag. A sharing-induced decline in consumer spending can make production less profitable, compelling businesses to invest less, thus harming GDP growth. It can also adversely affect traditional businesses in unprecedented ways. Airbnb, for example, is giving tough competition to the hotel industry. This can be categorized as creative destruction, a term coined by Austrian-born economist Joseph Schumpeter, which refers to the revolutionary process of dismantling conventional, established practices to make way for new and improved methods of production. This would ultimately increase productivity and innovation and subsequently lead to higher living standards. The economy inevitably benefits when unutilized resources start earning returns. The shift away from consumerism further redirects resources towards other alternative industries, leading to a more efficient allocation.
In the long run, the sharing economy is bound to lead to a more economical and resource-effective economy, with emphasis on satisfying immediate consumer needs and demands over incessant ownership. The sharing economy is also changing the labor market, empowering entrepreneurs and freelancers, and stimulating startups. We are seeing a massive influx of micro-entrepreneurs and the self-employed. According to estimates by McKinsey, in the US and Europe alone, 162 million people that is 20 to 30% of the workforce are providers on sharing platforms the reason is simple a low barrier to entry you don't need any brick and mortar to start your own business you just need to be in a position to provide an asset or service that people need people are finding the sharing economy more productive than their 9 to 5 jobs among millionaires who would quit their jobs 62% regard the gig economy as a viable alternative and this is not the end of the story If the gig economy keeps growing at its current rate, more than 50% of the US workforce will qualify as freelancers by 2027. The sharing economy also facilitates startups, the hubs of creativity and innovation, and the key to a dynamic modern economy. Too often, entrepreneurs are limited by lack of assets, capital, and support. The sharing economy supports aspiring entrepreneurs so that all you really need is an idea in the internet. Increasingly empty transactions are getting supplemented by a human touch. People are interacting in more meaningful ways, leading to a larger sense of the community. With a phone in our hand and access to the history and reviews of our service providers, we are able to trust strangers. In that sense, the reputation of an individual now has real economic value, something we refer to as the reputation economy. Do you, for example, consider the comments, ratings, and reviews of your Uber driver before you strike a deal with him or her? If the answer is yes, without even knowing, you have experienced the power of the reputation economy. From an environmental perspective, the shift away from consumerism and towards a sharing economy reduces the harmful effects of resource extraction. production and emissions more specifically for a sector such as transportation it has the potential to reduce air and noise pollution by significant amount shared workspaces apartments etc further lead to more optimal use of land resources reduce construction and conserve electricity in shanghai bicycle sharing reduced carbon dioxide and nitrogen oxide emissions by 25000 tons and 64 tons in 2016 respectively however the sharing economy can only be sustainable through regulation and mutual cooperation between governments corporations and consumers consider a situation where there are too many ubers going around the road unlike unused cars most of these will be running using up fuel and emitting pollution but without passengers This is counterproductive to the idea of sustainability. Cross-rental platforms such as Rent and Runway are encouraging people to buy more clothes in order to make profits. These are classic examples of sharing gone wrong. There is a need for the government to mitigate against such excessive provision of sharing services. Lack of government control in sharing economies is precisely what has been at the core of arguments against it. Hidden cameras in rental rooms or instances of physical and sexual abuse by ride-sharing providers are just some of the many negative fallouts of an unregulated sharing economy. Further, the possibilities of racial, gender, or caste-based biases and differential pricing are much higher, such as the many allegations against Airbnb of promoting racial discrimination against blacks and Latinos. 
these sharing platforms also often label their service providers as contractors thus offloading the responsibility for insurance and social benefits the lack of information and accountability in sharing economies are no small matter regulation does not come by easily how does for example one subject the private kitchen to the same hygiene checks as a restaurant nevertheless policy must evolve as does the human race and proper regulation is the key to a safe and sustainable sharing economy several improvisations have also been witnessed in the sector small scale cooperative sharing platforms for example are emerging in a big way these are more localized and also give more ownership to their workers New York based ride sharing app Juno for instance only takes 10% commission from its drivers as compared to 20 to 30% that Uber takes while also giving drivers the option to be either contractors or employees how the sharing economy evolves further and which sectors it percolates into is a matter of interest for us in the health sector for example a startup called Cohelo is helping hospitals saving money and increase equipment value by enabling sharing of medical equipment with other healthcare facilities the advent of the covid-19 pandemic has shook up economies all over the globe but some sectors are more affected than others one such sector being the sharing economy concerns around health hygiene and social distancing are the primary reasons for this setback ordering food from a stranger with questionable hygiene checks or traveling in the close confines of an uber shared by dozens of passengers every day is probably not the way to go about a highly contagious disease nevertheless the sharing economy is here to stay several traditional sectors may soon witness an overhaul caused by the sharing culture over time this can help foster a structural change towards more resource efficient and lower carbon economies Regulatory authorities however must catch up to these developments and buckle up to ensure that sharing is carried out in a truly sustainable equitable and inclusive manner